Aspiring musician Miguel enters the land of the dead. Confronted with his family's ancestral ban on music, he must find his great-great-grandfather, a legendary singer, to return to the land of the living. Welcome to The Walt Vault with Michelle, Andre, Luis, and me, Emily. We're a family-friendly podcast where we pick a new Disney movie each week. We watch it, share our thoughts, and then relate it to pop culture, fandoms, and anything else that pops into our heads. Enjoy! Hello and welcome <laughs> to The Walt Vault, episode 42. 42? All day. <laughs> All day. All day. <laughs> Was that your grito? Yeah. Oh, okay. Was it pretty good? No. All right. I, I, you got it, man. Thank you. You, you guys confession. The I only one whose opinion matters. Okay. <laughs> We're okay. on episode 42. We're talking about... Gritos. Coco Loco. Coco. Coco, Mama Coco. Um, confession to make before we start this episode. I cannot do that. What is that? that? Parcel tongue? What was <laughs> What is that? I what were you trying I to do? You're trying to sick a snake on someone? <laughs> like, I can't. You know how Hispanic people roll their R's? I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> okay, Ooh, well, first off, off man, you're, doing <laughs> you're doing a lot of wrong stuff with your tongue there. You're trying Pretty to sure eat the nubbin off the top of the somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys Why could see her. Why are you making her? pee noises, too? It's a comic book. You're done. You're not allowed to be on parcel tongue. Say grito, grito. <laughs> you said it right the first time. Grito. It's just there a long go. R. Just Gri- more R. But then I'm just saying it like a D. Like I can't. That's fine. Actually, yeah. do D's that. better I mean, than whatever you were yeah. doing. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I was doing. <laughs> oh, I kind of did it. No, yeah. you sound like a horse. So you were <laughs> pre-nain then. <laughs> Nays before bays. Continue. Oh my goodness gracious! That was a major callback to a previous episode. <laughs> Nays. Nays before bays. <laughs> was that like the Hercules episode? Or something? Yeah, yeah, it was from Hercules. Yes, yeah. yeah. nailed it. All right, well, we're talking about Coco, and we yeah. know all of you listeners. We know must oh. be so excited <laughs> that you're listening. That you're listening. <laughs> What's your first impression, Andre? Uh, this movie is the best. <laughs> I was worried about like, where you were going with that. It was there's, a question because uh, there's not even like Who's any other words to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. We're gonna be a little loopy. Yeah, uh, it's been a, it's been a long week. Um, yeah, there's there's not there's not too many other words to describe it. It's 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 a fantastic movie. It's near perfect in my mind. I think. Uh, so yeah, first impression, just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Very good, Luis. First impression, definitely a tearjerker. Ooh, for sure. No, no, it's a tear bringer because Louise cries every time. <laughs> How can you not? I don't cry. <laughs> Nobody believes you. <laughs> uh, I definitely, we watched it with you and you cried. So, yeah. Okay. You know. Michelle, what's your first What impression? are you guys talking oh. about? You never pay attention to me oh. when we're hanging out, so you don't know. That's you, true. You we always, always forget you're there. attention <laughs> to you. Said no one ever. <laughs> um, my first sniffle. impression of this movie was... It was amazing. Um, Luis is going to get mad that I'm going to say this probably. But do you guys remember, think a long, long time ago when you saw Frozen for the first time and you were like, wow, because it like 
took a turn for the different and it was like so so amazing and the music was great mm-hmm. this definitely had that same effect where i immediately saw it and was like oh my goodness what did they do like it was it was something new and fresh and exciting and we had only gotten sequels from pixar for like three years so mm-hmm. it was it's hands down like one of the best pixar movies there is for sure mm-hmm. emily first impression um very good very, 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 very good. Very, very good. Um, very good. Very good. The first time I saw it, um, I agree with you. I thought, wow, very different. And I think that's what makes it so stand out so much is that it's really good, but it's really different. Right. And I think a lot of times people get worried when something is different because who knows if people are going to receive it really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really happy that a lot of people enjoyed it. But if someone does different and original stories well, it's Pixar. Like, I don't think I ever get nervous when I'm like, oh, here comes an original movie, not a sequel. I'm usually like, thank goodness. Like, let's get another original movie out of them because the writers and creators, especially for this movie, were amazing. Like, you, I don't think I've heard of one person say they didn't like this movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, no negative reviews that I've seen. <laughs> no, or that no, I know no of. No like, I know a lot of... <laughs> people and i've never had them be like oh coco wasn't that great well and it's funny because i was before we recorded today i was looking up stuff just to kind of see what people like if people had any negative things to say about it and there were some but it wasn't about the quality like the movie itself it was about like cultural appropriation and things like that which is going to be on a totally different level but the quality of like what they did with the movie is not questioned anywhere that i could find yeah oh exactly exactly impossible I'm pretty pretty sure maybe we can talk about this first, but I'm pretty sure this had to have been one of the most visually stunning and appealing movies. So Andre and I actually saw this movie in the theater Mm -hmm. and Luis and Emily did. So it will be interesting to see our different perspectives on that. But the colors are so extremely vibrant. Mama Coco's face just down to the wrinkles are so intricate and so lifelike and the land of the dead and all of that is just i i don't know how long it took them to make this movie but it's absolutely visually stunning her wrinkles were definitely very much um uh real you could probably yeah. even do your laundry on her face whoa oh my Most god likely. what is going <laughs> on <laughs> yeah. this is how really real it was louise watching this movie did you get any like flashbacks to your childhood at all <laughs> Growing up in Mexico, playing music, no, making no, no. shoes. I just mean anything. So, okay, because I had like a flashback to my childhood, and you guys are gonna make fun of me like hardcore. I, I was hoping wait. Luis would open with like nice flashbacks, and I'm just gonna have a weird one. Okay, so uh, Miguel's <laughs> grandma, not not Coco, not the great great grandma, but just his grandma. I can't remember what her. I'll name tell is. you Which her name one? right now. Imelda. No, no. Not Imelda. Miguel's just regular grandma, the one that's like, no music and throws Elena. the chocolate. Elena. Elena. Yeah, so Grandma Elena, when she moves, ugh, this is going to sound so bad, guys. I can't even say this. Okay, like, l- ladies have underarm flab. We do. Mm-hmm. But when she moves, like, the way her underarm flab is wrinkled and moves extremely, extremely reminds me of my grandmother because when I was a kid, I used to go up to her arms and play with her arm flap all the time. And I don't know why, but she used to think... <laughs> play it was, with it. Yeah, I used to go like this. Well, you used to swing Can off you of stop that <laughs> What is wrong with you? Mike's not even Emily. that flabby. <laughs> Screw you. Uh, Luis has Luis no flabs. on purpose. <laughs> but anyways, I just thought... 
Stop it. Yes. <laughs> I did it to Okay, Brazil. mine's for sure flabby, guys. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but only Pixar would do something like that where I'm like, oh, man, now that reminds me of my grandma, which is pretty. I love you, grandma. <laughs> uh, Luis, do you want to do you want to tell us how it reminded you of your childhood, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than underarm flab. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, my family isn't very traditional when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But the best thing I can say culturally that it reminded me of my family is um, definitely my mom overfeeding us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Do you want more so tamales, what I heard was You want more tamales? <laughs> <laughs> but more so, Lord knows that still happens to this day. Yeah, Why yeah. am I fat? <laughs> no, no. But more so now, as a father, I'm looking at my mom whenever she. Uh, babysits uh, Adeline. She like mom. Quit giving her food. <laughs> <laughs> Chill no, out. Stop. She's like she's hungry. She, she no, survive. she's not. <laughs> stop. It's a grandma's job. That's what they do. Oh lord. Fatten you up. Mom, mm, those tamales look good though. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of grandmas in this movie. There's a there's, few. Yeah. There's grandma. What did what did you say? Elena. Elena. Coco. Coco. Imelda. And Imelda. Yes. And email that is hands down the best grandma. Yes. In so, my opinion. So the interesting thing about this movie is that there are so many characters that make up the Rivera family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, when you first start watching it, you see all of the living characters um, kind of going about their day to day lives. And 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 actually, Miguel's the one who explains the the, like the, the matriarchal kind of family tree of right. how. Mama Imelda had, you know, was a super cool lady and she was <laughs> super, super cool. <laughs> she was super she cool. She hated music, loved shoes. She was a super cool lady. She didn't hate music at first. Right. Calm down. So she was okay. married to a musician and then he was no good and he walked <laughs> out on them. No and so her and her. She was a single mom. So she was a single mom trying to raise her family. And so she went into the shoe business. And then literally every person, it seems like she met ended up in this shoe business with yeah. her. So her two brothers ended up in the shoe business with her, um, Felipe and Oscar. And then her daughter, Socorro or Coco, mm-hmm. ended up in the business with her husband and her husband's sister, Rosita. <laughs> and then her their kid, Elena and Victoria, ended up in the shoe business and it kept on going from there. So right. literally this entire Rivera family ended up being shoemakers and hating music because of that good for nothing <laughs> musician. <coughs> because of Mommy Melda. But yes, the good for nothing musician, but also Mommy Melda. Yeah. Yeah. She she stayed bad mouthing him until the day she died. And then far and you know long after far long after that. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't take it past any of those ladies to be like Oh, heck no in the afterlife. So (laughs) they kept it going. So they're they're all feisty. So that's where the story kind of starts. We find out that um, there is no music in this very musical loving country. Literally the entire country, the entire city, everything about this town that they live in is musical. And they're the only non-music loving Mexicans in the world. Honestly, like... That's the hardest thing for me to like suspend my disbelief for is that this family hates music and doesn't want it anywhere. Like when she's when, like when the the grandma is like yelling at the dudes who are playing the accordion out on the street. I was just like, no how, music. Are you, how are you just avoiding music every <laughs> single where you go? I don't understand how you do. But it, it honestly doesn't look like they go to the plaza or anywhere where there is music in mariachi. You know, sure. 
Yeah. And I guess they don't have really like they're not like having TVs and radios and stuff where yeah. they are shri- sh- sharing the music. Yeah. They're making shoes. They're just making they're shoes. They're making shoes. <laughs> they listen to the sweet music of those uh, those uh, sewing machines or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie. At the beginning of this movie, I was like, "Is this Footloose, but for music?" Right. Because that's yeah. like the vibes I got. Totally. I was like, "Okay, so no dancing, no music." There. But it definitely took a turn. Well, well did it. Well, it's, I'm glad that you brought that up because the first time I heard about this movie, I was super excited because of the idea of having a minority-centered movie, right? Mm-hmm. I know that they've done movies on monsters and on fish, but those aren't minorities. <laughs> like, I want a real... Finally, a movie for me, <laughs> The Fish. You know, fish are, fish are going extinct. I, I know, right? They're becoming a minority. <laughs> Endangered. Um but it was really cool because we were going to take this different turn. But the first thing I thought of was the movie book, The Book of Life, which came out probably three or four years ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe like five at this point. Um, but it the was book a cartoon, right? It was. Yeah. I and if you think it. about it, it has very similar themes. They talked about music. They talked about death, the, the day of the dead, de going Santos. between the two different worlds um, with like boy character who played the guitar i mean the similarities were definitely there right so at first i was a little worried because i thought how much different can these stories really be um but obviously pixar goes and they do they do their pixar thing doing their thing doing their thing thing and i think they did a really good job um keeping the coming of age story and the family tradition mm-hmm. alive in this movie while the other one was more about love oh, okay. and um and, and bravery. I think this one was more about like the family aspect. Yes. And um, definitely this movie had like the hardcore family values, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So I was I enjoyed the fact that you have these two seemingly very similar movies. Um, they go to the same place. They're doing the same types of things, mm-hmm. um, but they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree with you when you said you feel the footloose vibes. I got the same vibes kind of going the other way, yeah. but they all were very different. So mm-hmm. that's cool. And honestly, like I didn't I didn't pay attention to like previews or anything necessarily i i've honestly been trying to get away from trailers uh more recently going into movies just because i i like to be surprised that sometimes i feel like trailers ruin it but andre and i did see <clears throat> at california adventure before we saw the coco movie there was like this little coco was it like mariachi show no remember they sang the song like remember me that's right and in, stuff like that in california and then they were they, like they it's about a shoemaker characters. and then we were like shoemaker then we just thought the whole movie was about shoes mm-hmm. so going into it we really didn't know what it was about necessarily mm-hmm. and i think it that's it, in that way it impacted us even more yeah because it really has that little show made it seem like it was like <laughs> this family of shoemakers and we were like well what okay, so now it's about shoes. But that's really not what it's about. It's like you said, it has the whole like family first and acceptance of, you know, what Miguel wanted to do in the family, getting the blessings and all. Yeah. The blessings this, and all. This movie, I, I saw it as an adult, right? It came out 2017, last year. <laughs> but Wow, I, you're an adult. Yes, it's wild. Um, <laughs> but I, I like... You know, for for most for most uh, Disney movies and kids movies in general, now that I'm an adult, I can really empathize with 
the adults in the movies and kind of the kids in the movies in more of like a nostalgic kind of way, like remembering how to be a kid and stuff like that. But for this movie in particular, I was with Miguel every step of the way. All the adults were wrong. (laughs) Miguel was right the entire time. And it it was like frustrating for me watching this movie. I was like, let him play his guitar. (laughs) Come on, Grant, put your chocolate away. (laughs) Stop beating up that mariachi dude. It was very fast. It's not I fair. Agree. Well, and I think it's it's cool that you say that because I was able to watch it as a ch- through child's eyes too because the moment that he picked up um, Ernesto De La Cruz's guitar, strummed it for the first time, and then was transported kind of immediately into like the afterlifey type world before he got to the land of the mm-hmm. dead, I felt like a kid watching him running through this graveyard, right. bumping into ghosts. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally gets to the land of the dead and you see all these amazing, just looks crazy out of this world, literally mm-hmm. um, animation, you feel like a kid looking at that because that's not anything that we've ever seen before. Yeah. It's not like underwater. The you know land, what I mean? Yes. Like, I can yes. imagine what Underworld exactly. looks like. The Land of the Dead is so whimsical, and it's, it's like, my favorite is when they're in the Land of the Dead. For some reason, it looks to me like something out of, like, a steampunk movie. Like a little just, bit. Like, mm-hmm. it looks kind of steampunkish, and then I love, like, even their clothes, like, if you watch it again, like, think steampunk, and for some reason, I think, like, they took some infer- um, inspiration from that. But I just love that everything is old. Like those '80s computers that they have, like come on, that's it's amazing the that they have computers Macintosh, in there at all. <laughs> so Apple computer, funny because they're in the land of the dead, so they just get all the dead technology. Apparently, I don't know. But well, it's it, hilarious because my mom was watching this with us the first time, and she goes, "Oh my god, I had that computer, Emily. Do you remember we had that computer?" And I was like, "Mom, I wasn't, I wasn't devil born box. then." <laughs> the devil box. By steampunk, you mean rockabilly? No. no, steampunk no. like um. You know what steampunk is? Steampunk um, is like it's like it's like industrial kind of. It's like 1880s fashion with like dirty grunge. Yeah, some <laughs> dirty grunge and like some extra technology in there. Yeah. So like, so like, so it's, it's like the 1980s. No, Industrial not the ni- not the 1980s. No, like like older older than that. It's okay. it's like Industrial vests revolutions. and goggles. It, it's a lot of industrial stuff. Yeah, like thick goggles mm. and like uh, a lot so of browns. Old, old timey wimey. Yeah, ti- it's like timey oh. wimey, yeah, but with more clocks. Okay, mm-hmm. but um, the trolley that they ride like above for some reason <laughs> made me think steampunk a lot. What is this picture that you're showing? Emily, <laughs> that's as not a demonstration steampunk. Of okay, steampunk. first off, <laughs> that is a steampunk mask. Of a rabbit. Mm, someone Might going to well Nocturnal Wonderland, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's get past it. Because honestly... It's an industrial revolution. Just tell me that. And sure, I yes. Well, okay, because, sure. well, here's the deal. Like I read up robots. a little bit on the theming of all of the um, pieces of clothing. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the cool here's a cool thing. Over 500 pieces, individual oh. pieces of clothing were designed for the, the masses, the crowds Man. in Santa Maria. Santa Maria? Santa. Am I saying that? That's not the right name of the town. I don't remember. It's something else. San Lorenzo? No, no. Santa Lucia? No. No. Dang it. I'll, I'll get it in a second. But so between the city and the land of the dead, they really went and they went through the two different um, major provinces in Mexico. Luis, I told you what they were. What were they? Oaxaca and Guanajuato. Thank you. So they went through these two major areas and they literally 
would draw what people were wearing mm-hmm. day to day, like mm-hmm. what they were wearing there. And so it's funny that you say steampunk because steampunk in our minds takes us back a long time. Right. But these are a little bit more, you know, rural areas. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, I'm not saying they're wearing 1800 clothes, <laughs> but like they're wearing less um, the fashion of today has not influenced right. It's, it's right. Not, not quite as preserved modern. areas of Mexico, if you ask me. Except for the brother who's wearing a Mexico jersey, which was hilarious. <laughs> cousin. Oh, cousin. That's well, right. whatever. Yeah. He was. He was funny. Abel. Yes. Abel. Abel. The cousin Abel. Anyhow. Abel. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this family tree is more confusing than the, the Robinsons. Abel. No. Oh, yeah, meet I the take Robins. it back. Meet the Robinsons. Meet the Robinsons, Robinsons was a lot. Much worse. Yeah. That was terrible. Waste of a family tree. Whoa. Whoa. Calm down, sir. Some heat thrown against Meet the Robinsons. Our main character, Coco. (laughs) I mean, I guess she's not the main character. Our main character. (laughs) She's the title character. Miguel. (laughs) I know, which was so interesting to me that the movie was named Coco. Because I couldn't figure out, like, why they had named the movie Coco until the end. Well, yeah. It's I like, was like, why is this name Coco? It's I like thought it had something to do with chocolate. Me too. Chocolate, <laughs> that's cacao. It's like everybody's motivation in the movie is technically Coco, right? Like Miguel, he has to he has to get back to the land of the living to help Coco remember her father, and then Hector is trying to get his picture on the ofrenda so that he can talk to Coco, and then. Um, even like the grandma, Elena, Elena is like my mom. She's just here and she doesn't have much time left and you have to spend time with her. And and it, don't be a butt. Like, yeah. don't bug her. So like everything kind of stop centers, her. Everything kind of centers <laughs> around Coco. Uh, Let's admit it. If Elena saw the luchador thing. That Miguel did, he would have gotten whooped into the land of the dead. When he puts the mask on her face. He would have gotten whooped into the land of the dead. She laughed. She thought it was funny. Um, Coco did, but not Elena. Sure, Coco did. I think of it more as not that their motivations are based on Coco, like a lot of them are, but like seeing the progression of the characters coming together as a family and like accepting each other as a family, not being, because uh, maybe this is just the thing, like they're. There's there's times where my family where they're like family's everything you have to hang out with us because we're a family and that to me is not like what makes a family necessarily necessarily it's like the relationships and the acceptance and that like you'll be there for each other and help Mm -hmm. not like we're going to be a family so let's have dinner together you know what I mean yeah so I think they kind of go from that like very strict like not everyone's on the same page family and that the progression happens immediately when Coco starts kind of like she almost like awakens out of her, you know, dementia Mm -hmm. when finally her family has come together and like accepted each other. Well, it's interesting. So I almost think of it as like the awakening of like, Oh, this is what a family was meant to be. We shouldn't be forcing him into things, you know? Well, I think it's really interesting because of the way that they play the family dynamic in this particular movie. So it's extremely matriarchal. Mm -hmm. Every single woman character is strong, outspoken, independent. In charge. In charge, but very reminiscent, respectful of their elders. So even though Mama Imelda is dead, her wishes are being carried out to the T. Oh, yeah. Um, And then Elena, now that she's the last one, like, well... 
Coco is the last one alive, like the oldest, but because she has dementia and she's not um, able to kind of carry on what her mom wants to do, which I kind of think like in life I would have liked to have seen her. Like yeah. she couldn't have been as hard on them. Coco exactly, was like yeah. Right? Yeah. She couldn't have been as hard as them. Um, but I feel like Atlanta just picked up where Imelda was go- like left off. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because even though like Miguel's mom who married into the family, right? Right. She is also very respectful and everything, but she's listening to everything that her mother-in-law is saying. Right. Like she, she's like, no Miguel, like you have to listen to grandma says, don't go to the plaza. Don't go to the plaza. <laughs> like you ain't going to no plaza. <laughs> and well, I, I kind of think that that's, is that like how Hispanic culture is? Is like the women. Well, I know that when I was reading up on, um, up on the research for this movie, they said that a lot of what they had written was very in, in an American way. We, we would call it harsh. Right. Um, like instead of the chancla, right? Like throwing the chancla at someone and then like telling them to go pick it up. It was like a wooden spoon Mm -hmm. and they were like beating them with it. Right. And in, in some cultures, that is not seen as no. like <laughs> capital punishment. Right. I got the belt growing up. It's not necessarily abuse. Do you know what I mean? But but they but they wanted to um, they didn't want it to to be lost like the the family aspect to be lost. So they softened it up. But they did find that um, especially in those areas, matriarchy was just really prevalent Mm -hmm. um which i think is really cool because i think of luis's family um luis just walked out of the room so i guess he can't comment on this um but we have talked about it in the past um i mean you see so many strong hispanic women um who of course you know they're in relationship with with their husband and everything but they run the show Mm -hmm. and they're fiery (laughs) they're fiery and and I think that that's really cool that we kind of see that relationship come through in this movie because it is different than what we're used to. Right. We're used to seeing the man in charge. Um, we're used to seeing him make all the decisions. And in this way, um, I love how in in no uncertain terms, the man walked out and she was like, I don't need you. Right. I'm, I'm making my life. I don't need anything you She's were like, about. I guess I'll learn how to make some chocolates. Right. Like, yeah. like, I dig that. Because when do you ever really hear about, like, I mean, we see it on TV and stuff about single moms, but they literally just took that story, spun it, and made her, like, totally amazing. Right. She mm-hmm. owned her. She started and owned her own business. You know what? Mama Melda's still running things in the land of the dead. Exactly. Yes. She created a legacy for herself and for yeah, her entire did. family. And I appreciate that. I think it's Without just the so help of her deadbeat husband. <laughs> <laughs> literally deadbeat husband. I love dead Hector. And beat. <laughs> dead and beat husband. I love it. You know why I love Hector is... Oh, oh my God! I just feel bad. Oh, they're like, "Eh, hey, chorizo." <laughs> he choked on the chorizo. He choked on the chorizo. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but if I had to go, you know, because of food, I think that'd be the best way to go. With chorizo? Yeah. I just want to like try something so hot that I just like uh, died. I don't want it to be <laughs> no. <laughs> it's <a> painful. <laughs> I'd go out eating a lobster. I'm allergic. Nice. That's even worse. Your airway would close up. It would be delicious. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Um, the point is, I don't know. I think I think Hector, I mean, he's definitely misunderstood, but uh, she literally thought that he left. She probably didn't even know he died. Right. Until, yeah, I don't think no. she did. She I mean, she knows she, she was end. dead because he's like, she's like, how many times do I have to send you right. away? Like, she knows he's in the land. Oh, of yeah. The once, once she but dies. My yes. thing is, no, is she didn't I, know he was dead until she was dead. Right. Exactly. Because if saying. you think about like how old they look like, well, by and the that's t- what I was going to say. I think that when they die, 
the age that they died at is what they're staying. Oh, 100 mm-hmm. So she should have known that he had died way earlier and like yeah. been able to figure it out maybe, but... Well, I mean, that's why, like, it, it's actually very sad because at first I thought it was cute. Like, oh, look at that cute little baby. Like, it, like the little baby was, was a, um, excuse me, it was a skeleton, skeleton. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, no, that baby probably died, died like, as a baby. As a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and then that's why, like, at the end you see Mama Coco and she looking like she's a, old. Like a she's old, old. Yeah. <laughs> she's older than both of them. Right? Mm-hmm. But so you're very right. The way that the time in which they died is how they look in the afterlife. So yeah, no, he been dead. Right. He been dead. But yeah, so like that's that's the thing is that there are several generations in the past that they that they died ago, right? So when Hector died, he he, he was probably He like, looks pretty young. He was, well yeah, he looked young, but he was probably like sending letters to Imelda and Coco, you know? So she probably never received any of those or it's what just have sad. You? It's so sad. She, yeah, she and did not know that I he was honestly, gone. I honestly, like, I love Hector and Imelda. I love at the end when, you know, they, they, we figured out that Ernesto de la Cruz is the villain and that he murdered Hector. And she's like, I, I can't forgive you, but I will help you. And then immediately, like, five minutes later, she's like, the love of my life. I'm like, oh, yeah, you love him, girl. <laughs> I love her. I think she's so <laughs> great. <laughs> she is great. And so is Hector. So they're, here's they're the deal. We, we we skipped over the yeah, entire plot. Sorry. Like the right. entire yeah. plot. Yeah, Pretty did. much, long story short, they're shoemaking. <laughs> <laughs> Miguel is the youngest kid-ish in the family. He's, mm-hmm. he's on the younger side. There's other little ones. But he comes in and you can tell off the bat, loves music. All he wants to do is be like his complete and utter hero. idol hero, Ernesto. Ernesto de la Cruz. Ernesto de la Cruz. And who did I say it was? Benjamin Bratt? Yes, Benjamin. <laughs> play by Benjamin Bratt. I freaking love it. Um, anywho, so their their town has a sculpture of him in the center. They have literally a musician's plaza. Like the dude is he's famous. from there. Yeah. So like the whole the whole area is in love with this dude, and Miguel is no exception. He has like kind of his own Ernesto like shrine, mm-hmm. um, like in Hey Arnold. Exactly. <laughs> he makes his own guitar. He learns how to play guitar off of old VCR ta- or VCRs, uh, VG- VHS tapes, <laughs> VG tapes, <laughs> and he he just it becomes enthralled with this character. And after going back and forth. Um, you realize that it's the day of the dead. Um, and this is the day where the spirits of past um, family members can cross over. Um, but you have to put their pictures up on the ofrenda. And Luis, will you explain to our listeners what an ofrenda is? It's just like. Uh, <laughs> Does ofrenda just mean offering? Mm, yes. The, well, I mean, dictionary term, that's what sure. it would be. But it is also um, kind of like a shrine. Yeah. To your. Uh, answer your relatives, your um, loved ones. I, I don't want to say ancestors because that seems more uh, more older. But yeah, uh, but yeah, pretty much it's uh, it's like a shrine that you put up, not necessarily to worship them, but just uh, to remember because, them. Because you know, in Mexican Catholicism, that's not what it's about. It's mm-hmm. more to honor them. So it's you want to remember them. So a lot of times, I think um, they put out the pictures. Obviously, they put out the foods that they like to eat in life, and then they share stories, talk about them as as the day goes on. It's the time that they can. My friend would have so much food, but it's not for you, churros. Yeah, isn't it things I like to eat? No, no, no. no. no the people that the dead, the stuff that dead people like to eat. Yeah. So if I was dead, 
My ofrenda. Oh, your ofrenda. I thought she meant like the ofrenda in your house right now. No, like my ofrenda will be chock full of churros. I hope you die first so I can eat all that. (laughs) Excuse me, it's for me. (laughs) So Michelle would want this. uh, Excuse me. I know. Michelle would have loved eating this with me. (laughs) I'm like, excuse me? Get out of here. This is my ofrenda. This is my house. (laughs) As you eat your popcorn. All right. So... They're going through Day of the Dead, Ofrenda, blah, blah, blah. Mama, no, not Mama. Grandma, Elena, finds out that... Um, Miguel. Cutie face. <laughs> Miguel. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to call him Oscar. Face. I don't even know who Oscar is. <laughs> finds out that Miguel has this guitar and she flips. She, um, destroys she it. breaks it, destroys it. And he's trying to share, I think, that our, um, you know, our missing man, mm-hmm. our missing grandpa... Is Ernesto de la Cruz. Um, so he runs to the shrine of Ernesto de la Cruz in their city and he sees that his guitar is up there mm-hmm. um, because he had a very similar guitar in the picture in the that picture. he had of Mama Coco mm-hmm. uh, or Grandma Coco and Mama Imelda. Um, so he picks up the guitar. He goes to strum it because he wants to enter a contest. Yeah, like a, 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 a talent talent show. He wants to enter a talent show, but now he doesn't have a guitar. So he goes to go... To go, not steal it, but kind of steal it. Borrow. Borrow from his from his grandpa. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, because he just robbed a grave, literally, <laughs> he gets cursed. Yeah, you can't rob graves. Grave robbing. It's so interesting that this movie centers so heavily around death, death and the afterlife and graves and curses, but it's so light and... It's not scary at all. It's not terrifying. It's, it's very... It, it, it takes death as like... A completely natural state of life, right? Like this is gonna happen. It happens, and it's, it's fine to to talk about it. And, and you don't see people like weeping, right? Yeah, it's not like it's a day oh of celebration. My God. <laughs> you know, they're not sad about it. They're just moving on, and they're remembering like all the good times, which is actually kind of it's pretty uplifting. nice. Yeah. Telling stories, like that's mm-hmm. a way cooler like funeral concept than exactly. like what we do. I don't know. <laughs> Black suits, <and laughs> no food, God, and rain. Yeah, why is it always raining? <laughs> Ugh. But anywho, so Miguel ends up in the crossover time between um, he's pretty much in the graveyard where the spirits all will cross over into the land of the living. And he finds his family, loses his business, if you can imagine that. <laughs> he sees all these skeletons everywhere. And then he ends up um, going over into the land of the dead. Yeah. With, with, they have a pretty cool system at the Land of the Dead, where if if you're if you're dead, you have to have your your picture hung up on an ofrenda by your family or you know anybody that remembers you from from your time of living. And in order to give back, you have to get like scanned at the at the entrance point, which is really congratulations. cool. congratulations. Your photo has been placed on your ofrenda. Yeah, <laughs> and enjoy uh, your trip. It's a pretty sophisticated system because you can't just dress up as Frida Kahlo and get through, <laughs> <laughs> which was hilarious. <laughs> that la- the lady that does the like scanning reminds me of tour guide Barbie from Toy Story. For two. sure, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> it's a very fascist system, though, if I may add. The oh. fact that you need to be identified in order to go past into the... It's place. literally I a mean, checkpoint. Yeah. Like, it, it let's be real. Checkpoint. Like, you are not getting through without mm-hmm. your proper documentation. No, exactly. You got to have your papers. <laughs> like the real ID thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. It's true. Exactly. Uh-uh. It's so true, though. Um, I actually have a really... I have a couple really cool Easter eggs, but this one was funny because it was about that... Um, 
portion, right, of the movie. And it's really interesting because, as we've talked about before, John Ratzenberger voices characters in all kinds of Pixar movies. Yes. Um, and in this one, he plays Juan Ortodoncia. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he's the skeleton that's visiting his dentist. Do you remember that? Oh, that's right. And they're like <laughs> yep, you've had to pick up on your, your dentist. dentist but it's extra funny. Because it's the dentist office from Finding Nemo. Oh, is it? Yeah. So it's extra funny oh, because it's his voice, but then it's also um, it shows like in the background. You can tell that it's from Finding Nemo. That's so I thought that was really, really, incredible. really funny. Man, <laughs> that dentist is—he's he's really good because. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's Australian. Right? And he's crossing over in <laughs> yeah. Mexico like, dude, I need to go get my teeth done. This Heading the best, out. The best dentist in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I think he that's very really much cares good. about his patients. He's putting them up that on a friend That is so funny. <laughs> um, that so Australian funny. dentist is very um, culturally sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, awesome. No, I want to return Sorry. service, so I'm going to do with his cultural things and give him an ofrenda. You don't have any family? I'll put you up on an ofrenda. Sure. <laughs> She's like, I don't have any family. Open <laughs> wider. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's move on from the offender. Um, Lost double. <laughs> call it a day. Okay, so after Miguel gets there, he gets through security. Uh, he finds his family. They they realize that they have to send him back. But Mama Imelda is like, on one condition. <laughs> you just have to never, ever, ever play music ever again in your life, ever. <laughs> Which is upsetting to and me. And you know what? It, well, it's upsetting to all of us because we're all music-loving people, even if we're not musical ourselves, mm-hmm. right? But it's funny because Miguel at first, and I even thought this too, I was being, I was definitely being a little kid in this movie. I was like, oh, oh, okay, sounds good. Sure. Sounds I good, promise. Mama. I'll never play music again. I will again. never, ever do it again, no right? No problem. So he, she's like, sounds good. Sends him back, right? He ends up back in, in the... Ernesto kind of temple thing and he goes to pick up the guitar again immediately Immediately, like doesn't even care (laughs) and then he goes right back (laughs) you didn't even last one minute (laughs) (laughs) I even thought that too like dude just say just say yeah like every other movie you watch and you're like just agree with them it It was so beautiful Mm -hmm. because now he's back and she's like I know you ain't listening to me kid (laughs) and then he literally runs away he's like forget this clone permiso I'm gonna go use the bathroom (laughs) he's like peace out guys my family's not gonna do it because he really does think Ernesto de la Cruz is his family so he's like okay well I'll get Mm -hmm. him to give me a blessing yeah so he goes on the hunt for him well and all the meanwhile we see Hector trying to get through oh my god Hector he's trying to get through the checkpoint and he's dressed up the first time is the first time it's Frida Frida Kahlo yeah (sighs) which he he borrowed uh, an outfit from Frida Kahlo, yes. Frida. Right? Don't even scan me because I'm so famous. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so bad, like totally not Frida. I mean, the outfit's good because, sure. like, like Andre said, he's she does a show apparently, or she's in a show or producing a show. I don't know. Yeah. And so he has like a real outfit that she would wear, but he has like the fake like eyebrow no, drawn on and stuff. <laughs> that was uh, the outfit of the. Of the papaya peeps, yeah, so but it's extra right, yes. show. Yeah, so yeah. it's <laughs> so they're all dressed up as her. Yeah, they're all dressed up as her. <laughs> Doesn't he get charged with possession of an Ill- illegal eyebrow or something yes. like that? <laughs> and he's like, is that even an offense? And he's like, yes, <laughs> very, important. very, very serious. Also, the fact that there's just rule in the 
land of the dead. That kind of sucks. <laughs> he, he's probably like, man, getting arrested all the time. <laughs> in jail over here. <laughs> oh. Oh. And yeah. so, yes, he gets he gets arrested-ish. Kinda. And they it's and they warning. they tell him, dude, just like, just go, just get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like your your photo's not up on an ofrenda. Just let it go. Right. And but he's super sad, and you don't really know why, but he just feels like he really needs to get back. But you assume everyone really wants to get back, sure. right? Um. But but you find out very quickly that they can only go over once a year, so right. it's really important that he does it tonight. Apparently, because he's about to be forgotten. A forgotten. It's so sad. And that's when he meets. Miguelito. <laughs> yes, and it's 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 very cute their 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 relationship together because it's it's very interesting because like Miguel in when when he's alive uh, he he has such an affinity for music and playing guitar and his idol is this dude that just just happened to you know spoilers steal all of his ancestors music so like the fact that he's attracted to that particular music and that particular style of playing and and that that guy is is very cool and then when he gets to the land of the dead and he meets hector they have like an instant uh connection because they're related and they don't realize that until also because until hector's later. the bomb i love hector yes. which you would think hector's cool at first at least for me, when I first watched this, I, I knew I liked Hector right away, but I kind of was like waiting for him to be more, um, like more of a con artist. Mm-hmm. Like I was waiting for that because for I was to be af- like a bad guy. Yeah, because I was kind of afraid. Like they wanted was, you to think that. Yeah, way. and I was like, ooh, like please don't be bad because he was so cool, right? right? Yes. You don't want the cool guy to end up being bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but you realize, like Andre said, very quickly that he's going to be forgotten, and that when you're forgotten, you. Disappear, disappear indefinitely. Yeah, you, you gone, gone. Just gone. And so it's really important to have your picture up on an ofrenda. Yeah, to be remembered. Her name is <laughs> <laughs> I love the music in this, guys. Very fun. I'm like thinking of it in terms of music. But yes, you disappear forever. And I also like the concept. So the you know. About to be, be forgotten, forgotten or just hanging out with each other. Well, and you know, this is sad. this is so interesting because this is something I was reading a little bit earlier. And apparently the way that. Oh, no, oh gosh, now I can't even find it. Hold on. <laughs> I don't even know if I need to read it. You could possibly you could take this out. OK. <laughs> you know, it. Yeah. Mm, it was about the way that the the way that the city's built. Kind of. Hold on. Damn it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. So apparently, um, on the Pixar tour, they explain this, but um, the land of the dead, the way that the buildings are built up, um, are like the hills... And the homes in Mexico. So the older fo- oh. the homes are found at the bottom, and they get newer as you go further up. Mm. So if you look really closely at the bottoms of everything, it's like Aztec and Mayan ruin looking, mm-hmm. and that's like the bottom of the towers. And then as you work your way up, it goes like through colonial times, then through the revolution, oh. and then modern times are at the top. That's awesome. So once you get to the top, that's when it looks most technological. Like that's where all the crazy lights are. That's where Ernesto's like stadium is. Exactly. That's yeah. where like the parties are at. That's mm-hmm. where everything's 
crazy happening. So you can kind of see it when they walk over the the bridge from the land. Uh, you see like the ruins because they go down into the ruins. Right. But then when they go into that kind of shanty town looking where everyone's about yeah. to be forgotten, that's like the lowest broken down part of the ruins. Mm. Yeah. So it's interesting to think like the oldest people are at the bottom. Right. And like the most rem- forgotten. Exactly. Yeah. And then the most remembered people are at the at top. The top. Um, so it's kind of it's really sad so when you think about yeah, that's structure. Also like yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a caste system. Yeah, exactly. Struggle. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. It's, it's, it's quite sad. What do you think, Lou? Anything else? Like you felt like I felt like you had a social struggle topic to share. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. It's just I'm he, He's literally like Hector because then Hector's like, well, happens to everyone eventually. And he's just like, let's move on. I was like, I wasn't done being sad there, sir. Like, okay. And then. <laughs> What? The best part of the movie happens. Un poco loco. I've been waiting for you to just freak. Miguel gets his chance to uh, to enter a talent show. It's just a dead talent show. Uh, he gets his guitar. He's pretty chill about it, though. Hector helps him out. Um, yeah, because he's like, I'm going to sing Remember Me. And Hector's like, no, 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 no. And then everyone and their mother is singing Remember Me. There's the lady with the glasses that's just <laughs> <laughs> playing Remember Me. <laughs> There's the opera singers that are singing Remember Me. Yeah, oh, overplayed. <laughs> Remember me is the is the let it go of this movie, right? Not yet, but, but not but no, in, but, in but this like, world, but like within is. the world, especially to, to me. The yes. Remember Me song is fantastic, and I love all of the different versions of it. I love every version of it. I like, but the I love how version. Hector is over it. Yeah. Hector's like, he's like, Ugh. He's like please <laughs> don't. And then this Miguel's song like, I wrote. Loco. He's like, yeah, that's a real song, which it is. It's so funny. I sing it all the time especially when we're in the car driving to Disneyland and I always tell Andre to do the ti 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 loco and he never does it. So do you... <laughs> I know all the words, yes. Oh, that wasn't that his question. question. Do okay. you know the... Is that song... Was that song written for this movie or is it a real original song that they just incorporated into this movie? That's a good question. I I don't know. I okay. think it was written for this movie. Um, Let me see. On here it says music by Jermaine Franco, lyrics by Adrian Molina, who is the co-director of this yeah. movie. Okay, yeah. Well, and the really interesting thing here too is the way that they incorporate all of the music in to the movie because I won't lie to you, sometimes musical movies annoy me even though I'm a totally music loving person. Yes. But sometimes like when you're just walking and then they burst out in the sun. Yeah, they don't do that in this movie. It kind of bothers me. Right. It's sometimes. Mm-hmm. If because it can be done cheesy cheesily. Yes. Right? Um Mama Mia, here we go again. You know what? No. I'm excited for that. No. <laughs> I am excited Everybody for shot me double down. ABBA. Okay. Hey. That already came out. Y'all missed it. Hey. You back up. <laughs> you back up. I did not like Mamma Mia. Anyway. <laughs> Here's the deal. Keep backing up. Super cheesy, right? <laughs> yes. But in this movie, it could have been done cheesy. Oh, yeah. It could have been, but they so beautifully wove the music into the storyline yes. where they went to go sing a song. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like they just started singing a song. Right. Like, every time that there is music, it is very intentional. There's a direct story reason for all of the music. And I freaking love that. Yeah. And I love that even in the Umpoka Loka song, the like in the background his that feet? sounds like a drum is his feet. His little tapping is tapping. Tapping his skeleton feet. That's the best <laughs> song, guys. But it's totally me because it's a silly song. It's, no, it's, it's fantastic. Silly. Yeah. Um so but the cool thing is so they go up on stage because they find out that if you win this contest that you'll go and perform at Ernesto De La Cruz's like party. super cool party before Blowout he does parties. his like um, 
Oh, a 40s party. What is that? What <laughs> Over is the that? Um, no. It's a, it's a great Gatsby party. That's what. Oh, 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 yes, sure, yes, exactly. <laughs> they want to go to his Gatsby party so that he can tell him, like, "A, you, my grandpa, right? And I want your blessing mm-hmm. so that I can go back. But also, I want to tell you, like, so I don't have to quit music forever. Exactly. So him and Hector get up there. They rock it, mm-hmm. um, and I'm pretty sure that they win. They, won, they were yeah. about to win. They were about to win, but then all of Miguel's family shows up and is trying to find him. Right, they're totally scared right. because he's a human boy in this like land of the dead. Land of the dead, not supposed to be there. And so Hector finds out that he's been missing because he told him that he didn't have any other family there, and that's when he really runs off on his own. Yeah, he runs trying. He's just trying to get the heck out of there. Um, Sneaks into the party. And he finds a way into the party. I mean, kind of. Oh, yeah. He, he saddles up with the, the, the other winners. Yeah. And he like hides in a tuba or something like that. Is that what he does? Or, yeah. Or, yep. tuba. or does he dress up as a. No, no he hides no. in a tuba. Yeah, he He's in, in the tuba. tuba. Nice. Because this music is my language. And then that song plays. <laughs> in the world. That's me familiar. That's a good song, too. Your face <laughs> when you sing these songs <laughs> is too much. There's so much, like, vibrato in her face. Yes. Like, I don't even know how that's a well, thing, like in but your it mouth, is. I like, don't <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's not how you really sing. No, it's not. It's definitely <laughs> not, but it's really funny. But it's you guys should know by now that that's, that's what I do. It's, it's what I do. <laughs> Anyways, and then Ernest, so the, the funniest thing is when Ernesto. he tells Ernesto de la Cruz, like, I'm your great 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 grandson. That great, was a great, lot of great, greats. I don't know. I think three great, three greats in great it. grandson. Okay, great great grandson, mm. and he's like, what? And he doesn't even doubt the fact that that's an issue. He's like, oh because yeah, because first of all, I could see many like, opportunities where that. But I feel happen. like he would know, right? <laughs> like he goes to all these ofrendas because his picture, he's famous, so his picture is on so many ofrendas. But he should know he doesn't have a family because he doesn't go to see his family. You know, so to me, the fact that he believed that Miguel was his great, great, great grandson was a stretch to me because uh, I think he would know. Uh, I think you explained it in your in your question. He's very famous. OK, OK. You know, he had a, he had a fairly long life before he was hit by that bell and <laughs> he had plenty of opportunities to not notice that he had started a family. It's so funny. You got hit by that bell. <laughs> <laughs> OK, if well. that's not karma, I don't know what else is like. Exactly, you got right? killed in the most ridiculous way possible. That's worse. Than choking on chorizo. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? They should be making fun of him. <laughs> bell boy. Got <laughs> <by> <laughs> <for sure. laughs> he got smashed by a huge bell. That's hilarious. Dong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Miguel explains that he's Ernesto's grandson. And then they go on, like, a montage of just, like, having fun at this party, which is which is cool. And then... Dimple? No dimple. <laughs> dimple? No dimple. <laughs> dimple. Spe- <laughs> no dimple. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it is cool that Ernesto is like he's like proud of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he sees that he's there. He's like, "Oh, cool! I got a grandson. This is awesome." And then he like hangs out with him, and he and he, and he sees how cool Miguel and is and he talented is. he is, and he's like showing him off at his party and showing him how many ofrendas he's on and stuff like that. And then uh, and then he drops some bombs on him. Hector sneaks in in that Frida suit. Finally worked. <laughs> he got in as Frida Kahlo. Frida, and then we find coming. out that. Hector really did know Ernesto de la Cruz. He wasn't just saying that. Like, he really did know him. Because at first I was like, nah, he doesn't know him. He's a liar. Oh, I agree. I totally didn't think he he knew Yeah, That's why we were saying we thought he was like a con artist. Yeah. Yeah. So then comes like the best double twist uh, I've I've ever seen in a a children's movie for sure. So you find out that before 
Ernesto was famous, he and Hector were a musical duo. And when they were on tour one time, uh, Hector died. Oops. No, but he was trying to leave. <laughs> right. Hector was trying to go home. Hector was like, I need like, to get back to my Imelda. Yeah. I got, my cocoa. I got Cocos. I got Cocos. I got Cocos to sing to. Uh, so he was trying to leave. Hector, or no, not Hector. Ernesto was like, dude, you can't leave. Uh, you're you're the you. only talent in this in this duo. I can't write songs at all. So, uh, Which it's funny because they both had their part to play because Ernesto was definitely more the showman. Right. You know yes. what I mean? He, he fits the, the part. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hector had all of the, the musicianship. Yes, exactly. So Hector, or Ernesto... Uh, is a, a good old, his good old cheers to to his good good First race. First of all, where did he get that poison <laughs> from? Long Why life? did he just have poison? That's what I told Yo. police. I'm like, dude, he just sitting there ready, like ready poised poison. <laughs> that is an issue. Poised to poison. <laughs> like that's an ish. Yeah, he he. I don't know if he was planning it in advance to just like <laughs> like maybe he was just gonna like steal his Dude, songs. He, he's just ready he's to poison, poison people at any time. You know poison, what? poison, poison. <laughs> you never know. Poison. 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 <laughs> poison. So he poisoned him. <laughs> he did not choke on chorizo. He was he poisoned. poisoned. Uh, and then uh, back to the present. Uh, Ernesto, <laughs> Ernesto locks Hector up. And then right as he's about to give Miguel his, his blessing... He's like, eh, you know what? You seem like a kind of a snitch kid, so I'm gonna <laughs> lock you up too. <laughs> he was, he didn't want to be outed in in the land of the living because then he would have been taken off all the ofrendas and had a crappy afterlife, I guess. <laughs> He's like, nah, you getting stitches? Right. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what snitches get? <laughs> I'm gonna move you right along into my hole of death, literally. <laughs> Forgotten. Forgotten. (laughs) So he like threw him in a hole. Yeah, just a big hole. Because Hector's about to be forgotten, and then I guess Miguel will just live down there forever. I don't know what what his plan was. Yeah. (laughs) You could just stay down there for another 200 years. But it's okay, because Pepita saved him. Well, Well, yes, but before that, you (laughs) find out. Totally skipped like the most important. (laughs) The the second part part of this twist is (laughs) that as. Miguel is talking to Hector in the hole. <laughs> in the hole. <laughs> he is discovering that Hector is the one who wrote Remember Me for Mama Coco way back in the day, making Hector Miguel's great-great-grandfather and, and not Ernesto, the murderer, the poisoner. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so proud that you're my grandpa. Yeah. And he's like, you are? And he's like... A minute ago, I thought my grandfather was a murderer. You're a total upgrade. <laughs> total upgrade. <laughs> Which is it. great. Yeah. And then that, that, that sets them off on the way to um, to being rescued. By Pepita. By Pepita. And Dante. The Elibrije. And Imelda, too. But, you know, Pepita and Dante is where it's at. <laughs> the Jolo. The Jolo. Sholo. Sholo, dog. The Jolo. The Jolo. The Jolo, dog. The Jolo pizza. The Jolo Clagliini. That's how it's spelled if you actually look at the name of that crazy dog. It's a, yes, it's, it's great. great. Mm-hmm. So then it's a race uh, to... To get the photo. Yes, to get the photo who uh, Ernesto has in his pocket so that Hector can be put back on the ofrenda and remembered... Uh, forever and not forgotten and not forgotten <laughs> forever ever, forever, ever, ever, ever. 
And it's real close. It's a real close call. Because <laughs> they, uh, they, they crash Ernesto's party. And then... Um, his show. His entire show. His yeah, that's, that's right. Yes. Celebration. The uh, key thing about that show is that once that show's over, Miguel's stuck in right. life. A skeleton. He's when dead. The show's over. Deal de los Muertos is over. And they, Hector, or Miguel can't go back. Mm-hmm. Hector will be forgotten. Yes. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just all bad. All bad. So they literally steal the show. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mama Melda. Mama Melda. Mama Imelda. Hits them notes. Sang it. That is literally one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie because so every the whole family runs in backstage. They're like going to catch um, De La Cruz before he goes up on stage. They don't want to be on stage. Right. They're just trying to catch him. So they're running around downstairs like in between all like the <laughs> like fighting guards. Yeah, like the the patrol. They see like. Ernesto heads like like you could just see it the just totally best crazy part is when the two the like twin uncles like one of them like takes off the other two's arm and like throws them around <laughs> whipping them around <laughs> like nunchucks <laughs> the they're just getting it right yes and then mama Imelda finally gets the picture and she stumbles backwards and she's like I got it but then she stumbles back onto the stage that's being propelled upwards that's going to put Ernesto up on stage. So she ends up being the star, literally, where Ernesto's supposed to be standing. Right. And then they're like, just sing. Yeah. And so as she's singing, she's starting this new, this new thing, this new song. All of the guards, all of the bodyguard dudes for Ernesto are trying to catch her. They're sneakily coming up the left side of the stage and she's coming down the right side she's of the stage. dancing away from them. <laughs> and they're making this big old dance scene out of them chasing her. Yeah. It's literally so genius. They make it's, it a really good show. It's fantastic. And if you didn't know, you would think it was all choreographed yeah, that exactly. way. Yeah, That's why would. it's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. <laughs> I like that song too. Mm-hmm. Fantastico. That was some really good input, Luis. Thank you. Fantastico. Fantastic. Uh, I, I won't lie though. Um, maybe there's more to that cultural Yorona story that I n- don't know about, but the lyrics didn't make any sense to me. What the song? That song? Yeah. Tell us. Because I mean, if I remember correctly, she's almost like. I don't know. She, it seemed to me like she was kind of like admiring La Llorona in a sense. Would you like to explain who La Llorona is? Because most people, most, most non-Hispanic people don't know. Including me. Let's go. Based <laughs> off of what Explain. my, uh, Explain. <laughs> what my uh, tias and grandma in Mexico would say is that the Llorona was almost like a I would say kind of like the equivalent of the Blair Witch Project in the sense. The White Witch. The White Witch from Delaware or from wherever. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I think I do. I think I have heard this story. But you know what? Apparently this whole Llorona or witch, it it spans across a lot of cultures. But anyway, La Llorona drowned uh, two or three of her kids, I think. And she is La Llorona because uh, Llorar is cry. Mm -hmm. So she is the crier. The weeping woman. Yeah. The weeping woman because... She was insane, drowned her kids, realized what she did, and she cried for the rest of eternity as a uh, spirit stuck in limbo. Mm-hmm. And well, that much, is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. like what my grandma and my aunts would tell us is like, you better hurry your behind home before the sun goes down, or else La Llorona is going to take you with She'll her. Get you. Okay. Mm. But and when and she's, drown you. And yeah, and when she's singing this song, I thought there was nothing scary in this movie. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Again, like I said, in the song, it's almost as if she has some kind of compassion or understanding towards La Llorona. Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking, hmm. Is it compassion to like her pain or is it compassion That's to like her I, I situation where she drowned her children? I couldn't tell you. Mm. I, I mean, now that you bring that up, I hope it's that. Right. Because if not, I'm like, mm, okay. Yeah. I you feel know. for you, La Llorona. You you lost your whole family, and that's that's very sad. And sometimes I cry too. Yeah, it could be that. that yeah, I, yeah. That's what I yeah. assume it is, but who knows? But that was just confusing for me. Yeah, you know? gotcha. But good song, regardless. Song was lit. <laughs> song was lit. <laughs> um. So end of story. Uh, Canción era encendida. They uh they get the they get the the pick from from Ernesto. Uh. Miguel gets dropped off the top of that tower and uh, saved at the very last second by. Yeah, uh, but you, the the most important thing is that the ant was filming him. Oh yeah, that's all that, right. Yeah, all that mean they, stuff they, he they, said. They turned the camera on to Ernesto, and he outed himself as uh in, as a as an evil murderer for floozy. <laughs> floozy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, floozy. yeah, that, that too. Totally sure. Um, and his so, own type of floozy. So his reputation is is ruined. They get uh. The picture, right? Yes. Of Hector? No, no, they don't. No, they don't. No, the picture went bye-bye. Bye. That's right. So all, hope, went into the all hope was lost for a moment there until Miguel gets his blessing. He goes back home and then has a has a nice long talk with Mama Coco. Nice long sing. Nice long sing. Everybody cries. <laughs> Including me every time I watch it. We will literally just go over this as if it wasn't there because I hate to Granted, cry. Granted, I cry less each time, but it's still there. Still crying. Yeah. Still sad. But you make me nervous because sometimes you cry in like weird times. You're like, so-and-so just stubbed their toe and I cried. <laughs> that has never happened. <laughs> 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 um, yes, so... And then we find out that Mama Coco had the other piece of the ripped picture. Right. This whole and it was Hector. Yeah, because she saved all of his letters, which is so cute. Right. And all of his I'm songs. trying to think of how old she must have been. And I was thinking maybe like five. Oh, when he <laughs> I thought she meant in the movie. Right, I was yeah. like, no, what? When, when, he- when, Hector when Hector left. left. Because yeah, she, she was, was small. able to talk, but she was pretty small. Yeah, I'd say like three to five. Somewhere, yep. somewhere in there. Very yeah. small. Um. But she remembered him for the, the rest of her life, literally, or was trying she to She did, him. but, and then this this also kind of sounds weird, but coming from, uh, my grandpa had dementia and Alzheimer's, which obviously Coco has in this. Um, as you start to degrade, your short-term memories go away, but your long-term memories kind exactly. of come up. Mm. So I think that's probably why she was like, Papa? Because right. like, she felt alone, but she could remember that he was supposed to come back, which exactly. literally makes me cry even more because that's what my grandpa had. So it was part of sad. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Part of sad. Yeah, that's that. That's the scene that hits every single person. Yeah, I if think. you don't cry during that scene, um, I don't know. Because the the the, cry, fact that, the fact that cry. the song what? brings back her memory is like incredible. And then they sing the song the way it's actually supposed to be sang, right. which is slow and yes. sweet. Remember me. Oh, when, and when they see it like a little kid too, when she sings yes. it as like her child voice, I'm like, oh god, stop! Right. And then I look over at Addie, and she's just like, you know, chewing on her hair, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> life is good. All right. <laughs> and then you see the whole family crying, and then she's like, like I said, she's like awakened, and she's like, my papa was a musician, and then she just starts talking about it, and it's weird because in Alzheimer's, you do have those moments of clarity where like something gets remembered, and I was like, oh my gosh, remember? 
And then she could die in peace, and it was pretty nice. Exactly. And then, boom. (sighs) Okay, Disney. The Footloose curse is canceled. (laughs) (laughs) The Footloose curse is canceled. Everybody loves music again. Uh, Miguel's got a whole mariachi suit now. I know. He got upgraded real Mm -hmm. quick. Yes, the whole family's dancing and singing, and it's beautiful to see, and everybody's crying in the And they got like a, what do you call that? An accordion and a violin. And Hector got to cross over for the first time. Exactly, yeah. It's been a minute. And Dante became an alabrije. Truth. It was important, you guys. I love Dante. He was so cute. (laughs) He was cute. He was a very funny companion. His tongue is always like... Out and like up on his face. It's because <laughs> those dogs, uh, after a certain point, I guess, like they have, especially that dog in particular, some kind of uh, genetic thing where like their teeth. Mm. Yeah, they have like good. degenerative yeah. teeth issues. And then their oh. tongues just flow out. Yeah. Every now and then. Fun <laughs> fact: It was historically <laughs> accurate that there was a a Jolo, mm-hmm. is it right? A Jolo dog in this because Frida Kahlo and her husband actually knew that like these dogs were endangered and like. If you've seen one in real life, they're they're not the cutest. No. Like Mm-mm. they're not supposed to be. Sure. So they knew like nobody loved these dogs and they were endangered. So she incorporated it into her art, and they used to raise money for the Jolo dog, oh. and then it became like popular. Oh, that's amazing because <laughs> Frida Kahlo in the movie recognizes mm-hmm. Dante. Yeah, she's like, oh, the Jolo dog. That's mm-hmm. cool. Which is like so cute. Which that's this whole un- other thing because Frida in this movie is so funny. Uh, and there's at, at first, I thought it was really weird. Like, I'm not gonna lie, the first time I saw it with the papaya scene, I was like, uh, okay. If but you as I watch it more, she's funny. Well, you have to like if you've never seen Frida's art. Or, like, read anything about her, then I could see where it's, like, really weird. But she was kind of a weird lady. Like, she just had very interesting taste. And so it was... I think that they did a really good job in portraying her. um, Oh, yeah, for sure. At least based on what... On what she seems like from the outside. Right, yes. Um, But it was cool because there was actually a lot of really famous uh, Mexican cameos in here. So, like you said, uh, Frida Kahlo. Mm -hmm. Um, There was... Ra- Rodolfo Guzman Huerta, also known as El Santo, the famous luchador. Yeah, that, was, that was hilarious. Uh, Mexican singers and actors Jorge Negrete and Pedro Infante. Am I saying all this right? Oh, can- Cantinflas. <laughs> oh, Cantinflas. We have uh, we have all these books over here. When we're done here, you guys, you guys can go over to our little book section Ooh. for Addy, and you'll see all these names. So nice. are, are all these guys, they were cameos in The Land of the Dead? Yes. So all these are past artists? Yes. And how, then how long ago did like some of them die? It depends. Oh, some the, of them are from like all different eras. Yes, okay. which is really cool. Like they have the Mexican Revolution leader Emiliano Zapata. Mm. So that's like Way much back. farther back. Gotcha. Um, and then they have the Mexican film actress and singer Maria Felix. Felix. I don't know how to say Felix in Spanish. Mm. Felix. 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 There you go. So it's just really interesting that they were able to incorporate things from or people from all of these different generations. Right. That's super. Um, cool. And they're all kind of like intermixing with each other mm-hmm. in this land of the dead, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. Um, I have a fun fact about the story. Uh, so when this movie was first being written, it was first being pitched uh, to Disney uh, by the director, Lee Unkrich. The story was going to be set in America by a, uh, a young Mexican, uh, the young Mexican boy who was like discovering his Mexican heritage after oh. after his mother died. So that's when he learned we was going to learn to like celebrate uh Dia de los Muertos and stuff like that and then get to the, the land of the dead eventually. But they 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 the entire like crew and writing team realized that like they didn't really have a point of view from like 
the straight up Mexican culture. It was all Americanized, and, right. they, and they wanted to go deeper into the the Mexican culture and, and get more out of it. And I I think that was the right choice. Most definitely, yeah. it sounds like they did like years and years and years worth of field research. Yes, which is super cool because you can. I I feel like I can feel it. And it's yeah, really cool definitely. because um, I have multiple friends who who frequent Mexico or have been to Mexico a lot, even like when they were kids. And they told me that when especially when they were going through the town in the beginning, they said that that brought back so many fond memories because that's what Mexico felt like right. to them. Um, obviously, they haven't visited the land of the dead, so nobody really knows. Right. But but the town, the feel, the mariachis, the plaza, just the way that the people mingle, mm-hmm. just kind of the familial yeah. feel feel of the whole town was very mm-hmm. true to what they remembered when they had visited Mexico, yeah. which is really cool. Especially like deeper parts of Mexico, not like super touristy places. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And I, I thought it was weird because, I, I mean, I know they did a ton of research, but it was bugging me at first that in the movie they were saying Dia de Muertos when I'm so, so, so used to saying Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. And it, like, bugged me for a long time. I was like, why are they, like, leaving out a word? But it's because, like, in, like, actual Mexico and, like, Spanish culture, like, the true name for it is just Dia de Muertos. They they don't Mm -hmm. say the Los. And so I was like, oh, well, now I know. Well, and, yeah, and that was cool because they used a lot of – they chose to use Spanish – words yeah like in in place of what we would say that what did they what did he keep calling him um what did hector keep calling miguel now i can't remember Camache, chamaco chamaco yeah and it and at first people would be like what is that right but it's cool that they would use words like that just because that is what you know older people will use for kids around them it's like an endearing Mm -hmm. hey kid kind of a thing yes did you guys you guys watch this in spanish a couple times right we haven't yet, actually. Oh, you we haven't? haven't. Oh, okay. We watch with my parents uh, and Addie. Gotcha. Okay. So I was, we will. I was going to ask you some questions, like if it felt like more authentic or... Well, I won't even I, lie. I'm think, super excited to do that. And I think the kid who voiced Miguel, like I'm pretty sure they did the same Right. Yeah. I think, I think it was almost all the same cast that did the, the Spanish mm-hmm. version of the I'm film. I'm pretty sure. I have another fun fact about the Dia de los Muertos things. So that was what the film was originally titled, was Dia de los Muertos. Mm-hmm. But then the Walt Disney Company requested to trademark the phrase oh, yeah. Dia de los Muertos for like merchandising applications and things, which was met with significant criticism. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because of cultural appropriation and yeah, exploitation. Would, so then they I just would literally renamed, smack down. You so are then they stupid. just Goodness renamed gracious. the title to Coco. Yeah. I think it's Smart smarter move. because, I mean, regardless of the, the fact that I think that's just totally ridiculous. Yes, but then after that, they, they decided in to this, hire. It, you don't know what it's about. Right. Yeah. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. They After that, they hired like technical consultants <laughs> like they hired the Mexican-American cartoonist and a playwright and the former CEO of the Mexican Heritage Corporation. To like help them with the film after that, so good call. <laughs> they got smart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> good call. Yeah, good, good call. Hey, hey Louie. Yep. Dun 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 Mexico battle. Yep. <laughs> All right, Mexico for this battle. week's battle, we're gonna bring the whole topic back of the matriarchal family. Okay. And in this question, I ask. You, who was more scared of the Rivera women? Was it Papa Julio, <laughs> Mama Coco's husband, or Hector, 
Mama Imelda's husband. Mm. So I'm going to show you guys the pictures so that you remember. So Papa Julio is dead. Right. Yeah, he's the one that was wearing the little hat. He's a little short one. Yes, mm-hmm. and he was really good at wingtips, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's the little short one, and he seems pretty dang terrified. Yes. Right? And then Hector is Mama Imelda's, well, husband, husband. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is also... So who's more scared of the Rivera woman? So I remember <laughs> in Mama Melda. I remember, yeah, exactly. I remember in that scene when um, Miguel is about to get his blessing from Mama Melda uh, after he comes back <laughs> the first time and and is like, "Well, I don't want somebody else give me a blessing." And Papa Julio just <laughs> he literally went into his shirt like a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, 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 no. I'm already dead." She will kill me, okay? There's I will no be way. Double dead. <laughs> she will rip over the <laughs> over to that ofrenda and take my picture off. <laughs> so he's pretty scared. Um, Hector, I I I I feel like he's been avoiding his his ex wife for like dozens of years or whatever in the afterlife. That's that's yeah, like five generations later. Yeah. So you know, at least Papa Julio is hanging out with her. You know. He's, <laughs> Hector's scared. Yeah, but have you ever heard that expression, like, keep your friends close, but your enemies close? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so in terms of who's more of a... I need to know what scared means, though. I know that sounds really stupid, but, like, because I feel like Papa Julio lives in constant terror of... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. How's this? <laughs> Both of them are sitting at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Both of them get offered more tamales oh. by each. Oh, no. But they're really, really not hungry. They're both, they're <laughs> both Who are full. they most likely to say no to? Who's more likely to say no or yes? Because yes would be more Papa scared. Papa Julio's like, yeah, give me some more tamales. Yeah, I think Papa Hector Julio's more scared. Hector might say no. Yeah. So whoever says yes is going to be obviously more scared. More scared. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think yeah, I it's, Papa it's Julio. It's Julio. <laughs> Papa Julio. That's why he's chunkier. Yeah. I thought so too. <laughs> Hector so might like, at least try to like sing his way out of it. You or know what's like funny that. to Here's me is reasoning. like technically if they're skeletons, then they the bone, bones don't get fat, but he's chunky. <laughs> he's a, well, he got big bones. So my rationale for choosing Papa Julio is because. Um, I mean, honestly, Coco didn't really seem like that much of a we don't uh, know, very domineering yeah. Right. We never no. got to see her I mean, as a... We don't I mean, know. you kind of don't get that, though. Yeah. We don't get to see you her know? as an, a, like an adult um, Yeah, her hair is in pigtail her braids, so. <laughs> <laughs> so... The reason why I think it, he would is because he is the son-in-law of the most dominating right. uh, uh, woman in the family. Mm-hmm. That's very and true. He's obviously not... In, in, the, in the kind of storyline that they they did at the beginning with the stick figures mm-hmm. when he shows up into the family and the the mom's kind of like looking at him he looks like <laughs> he already looks scared he's so already like, scared oh, no, and then mommy Imelda taught taught he, him how to make shoes you know, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll learn wingtips yeah oh, sure no problem yeah, i'll do whatever fine you know, wingtips i'll be the best at it you know so I, that's why i go with Papa yeah. just because he's like the outsider in the family I agree. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. That was a good one, Lou. I think I agree as well. He is the Papa Julio. Papa Julio. (laughs) The scared one. Her brothers are pretty scared, though, too. Oscar and Um, Felipe. Felipe, yes. I like them. (laughs) They're hilarious. Numchuck arms. (laughs) (laughs) Numchuck arms. (laughs) All right. You guys want to hear some more um, Easter eggs? Sure. Pizza truck. So, yes. That's the only one I physically saw. Pizza Planet truck. I'm so happy 
that it happens right at the beginning so that there's no like breaking of the excitement of like the cultural aspects right. in the middle of the movie. Cause I was really afraid going into it that we were going to see all of these like, yeah, like Easter eggs, like blaringly. Yeah. I don't know. Luxo ball. Alabrihe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <Nice>. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we see it go by really quickly. But the cool thing about this pizza planet truck is that it says pizza planeta. Yeah. Nice. Pizza Planeta. Man, Pizza truck. Planet is Why a huge franchise. Why am I saying franchise? things like with an Italian <laughs> accent? It's because Michael Giacchino <laughs> did the music is why. Giacchino. Um, another cool thing, and I actually saw this one when we were watching the movie the second time, and I made Luis pause the movie, go back, rewatch. There are Toy Story mon- and Monsters, Inc. pinatas hanging in the plaza when Miguel is shining shoes. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that too. Mike, it was... Mm-hmm. Buzz and Woody, but there are also if you pay if you really slow it down, and you look at when Miguel is running past at the beginning to run to the plaza with Dante, there are little alibrije figures. Apparently, mm-hmm. a couple of them were also. Um, I see there. There's a car, and somewhere in there, there is a green little dinosaur-looking thing that could be considered art. Oh, there's the also mm. Dory. Destiny, Remy, and Nemo. Wow. And at the end of the table, there is a Pepita Alebrije. <laughs> yeah, I noticed a Pepita. I, I'm obsessed with Pepita. So it's super cool because he runs by and you see all of the little... Um, oh, and apparently there's a Doug from Up, too. Oh, well, there you go. Man. There's just all kinds of Pixar Alebrijes up in there. Um, we also see Pepita as the spirit guide... Um, in a, like a little plushie on the ofrenda oh. up next to her picture. So one of the really cool things, if you look close at the ofrenda, the one in their house doesn't have as much food. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple things, especially like when Dante jumps up there and is eating. Like, yeah. what is it? Is Spirit it mole? animal right there. Right? He's <laughs> up there eating or whatever. But there is an alabri- an alabrije of um, Pepita, but there's also a shoe. Like, up, <laughs> next to her, up next to her picture. I thought that was just so yeah, freaking cute. Yeah, I saw cute. the shoe. <laughs> Um, another thing, you do see the Luxo ball in this movie. Okay. Um, it's when um, they're in and they're meeting the Frida Kahlo, or real Frida, mm-hmm. um, backstage before the show. And um, when the monkey's jumping around. Yeah. Oh, in, her alabrije. Yes, yeah, so when her alabrije is jumping around, you see the Luxo ball in the corner. Oh. But there's also a Dante short called Dante's Lunch. And there is, they go past a stand that has a whole bunch of luchador masks. And there is a luchador mask painted as the Luxo ball, which is freaking <laughs> oh, hilarious. Cool. Look at this. Look at the picture. It's really funny. Oh, wow. Isn't it's that hilarious? It's got the star right in the forehead. Yes. Like, that's the coolest luchador <laughs> I've ever seen. You see A113 a couple times. Um, the first time it's on the front of De La Cruz's, um, what do you call this? Help me. His record, like, album. like an album cover. His cover. album cover. Mm-hmm. You also see it on the um, door of the office where um, the people trying to get lost people back to mm-hmm. thing is the thing. What is it? What do you call that? When he's getting arrested, the Department of He's human connection <laughs> relations. Oh, okay. like that. <laughs> when he's in the office and they're trying to get his blessing to go back, gotcha. the door name is A113. Oh, okay. Um, there's an incredible poster, Incredibles movie poster, mm. on the wall when Hector and Miguel are walking down the street to the talent show. But it's funny because they all have skeleton faces. <laughs> um and also, this one's fun. Um, the one of the acts that you see up on stage at the talent show is a skeleton wearing Sid's shirt from Toy Story, the black oh. shirt with the white skull. 
That's cool. And lastly, we see um, Lightning McQueen on a kid's pair of shoes during Dante's lunch, the short. Um, he's wearing little Lightning McQueen race car shoes. <laughs> of course he is. Miguel made those. Right? <laughs> oh, no. He just shines shoes, huh? This is fun, though. This, nice. is, this isn't a... Well, I guess it's kind of an Easter egg. So 1921 was the year that Walt Disney made his first animation. And um, the Rivera family um, store on the outside, it says um, that they started in 1921, Aha, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. That's good. That's information that I wanted to know, like how long ago it was that yeah. uh, Imelda said, started the company. It said 1921. That's, that's, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. A few generations ago. Yeah. Mm. And then the last really cool thing, a lot of people have seen this, the end credits, um, is Pixar's Ofrenda. Did you oh. guys see that at the end of the credits? I did not. What? <laughs> this is the coolest thing I ever. Missed it. I didn't want to. I no, didn't get no we did in the actual theater. Oh, well, yeah, when I, when I first watched it, sure. But upon this watching, I didn't get a chance to watch it. So the when credits. you watch, you go all the way through the credits. At the end, you see pictures start to pop up. And it ends up being an ofrenda for all the people who worked on this oh, movie. Oh, that's right, yes. I and it's that. really cool because it's all the people who inspired them. So there are loved ones of the people who worked on it. But then there's also famous people who helped um, inspire the different people at Pixar. There's a picture of Steve Jobs. Um, and there's Don Rickles. Hmm. Um, he's the insult comic and the guy that does Mr. Yeah. Potato Head. Don Rickles. Um, John Ranft. We talk about him multiple times. He's the one who does Heimlich um, and Jacques in Finding Nemo. So it's just really cool because they were able to put in their special people as well at yeah. the end of this film. Their loved ones. I thought that was really sweet. That's great. Good stuff. This movie was good. Cool. Right? Um, it was all right. Let's talk about money. Money, honey. Bling, bling, moneyed up. Uh, this movie had a <laughs> budget of $175 million, which is uh, a fair amount. But for Pixar, you know, they, they got to go all out. Uh, it's opening weekend. It made $50 million. In the U.S., their total gross was $209 million. And they had a cumulative worldwide gross of eight hundred and seven million dollars. Oh my goodness! Am I correct in saying this is the highest grossing? I believe that is correct. For Pixar, yes, it is. For Pixar, yeah. that's pretty sick. Yeah, they're they're doing it up, doing it big. Let's see, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's up there. Um, yeah. So that's how much money you made. Uh, lots of money. Very successful. On Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a ninety-seven percent. I think um, I think only like the Toy Stories are above, are above. Uh, oh, people love Coco. them Toy Stories. Well, yeah, they're 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 classics. You can't go wrong. Okay, so who should we start with? You ready? Oh, for our ratings. Yeah. Are we rating? Oh let's, my gosh. Let's do some ratings. I know, right? Um, All right. <laughs> as I said in the beginning, I think that this movie is dang near perfect. Like, there's like it, it's one of those movies that you can watch over and over and have all the same emotions hit you you know mm -hmm. it's just as funny it's just as tear jerky it's just as uh fun fun yeah have a lot every, of fun. every single time you watch it so with that being said I, am i gonna give it a what should i give it a well eh, oh my mm, goodness i'll give it a 10 it's a 10 it's good good stuff i'll watch <laughs> it over and over dang a 10 <laughs> all right so for me, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. It is like the perfect Pixar movie. But the thing about Pixar is that they just keep getting better and better and better as they go along. 
So we'll see what the next one brings. Like, this is the perfect Pixar movie. Um, so I give it a nine and a half. The music is absolutely superb. 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 Emily. Diacino. Diacino. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Diacino, guys. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 9.5. Boom. It's good. Boom. It's beautiful. It's It's eye-catching. I see something new every single time. I enjoy the story. I love the quips. Grandmas are so freaking funny. Yeah. Mama Imelda is my spirit animal. I freaking <laughs> love her. And um, she just pops up as an alabrije. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's like flying. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. I have a, sum, a sum sum of her and I mm. will hold on to that thing until I die. <laughs> I love it. I definitely think this movie is going to be like the new kid classic too. I hope so. For sure. It's Louis. funny though because even though I think it was that cool, like it didn't get like Frozone, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. But then again, I guess it's not a princess, and so princesses yeah, usually why. get more. They claim. get more. They attention. blow up. Yeah. yeah. Luis, what do you give this movie? Um, I'll go ahead and give it about a nine. It was good. It was awesome. I really. I, I know we kind of. I want to say we touched on it briefly, only because I feel that my. Doing laundry on her face joke kind of killed the whole thing about the vibrant colors. <laughs> oh my goodness. But that was a You re brought it me. back up. That was a big She th- looked amazing. Yeah, that was a big thing for me. The colors were were gnarly. Given the fact that we have a very old television, it was still great. I could only imagine. Oh no, we did see it in your, in your grandma's on that high def that one time, huh? <laughs> All colors were amazing. Right, yeah. We, we saw some of it on a, like a 4K TV. Not too long ago, and it, it and we were like, "Dang!" <laughs> and then Andre was like, "Let's buy that TV." <laughs> Seriously, that's hell. the movie that they should play like any movie on. Like, yes, <laughs> Ooh, the, is it Black like Friday? Like, here yes. you go. <laughs> it's that yellow, those marigolds, that like mm-hmm. vibrant For sure. yellow. Yeah. Well, that was another thing I was gonna say. That that flower is the only living thing in the land of the dead mm. um or not the only living thing but the only living plant right. so it's really crazy how the color and the what the way they make it almost like glow mm. reflects off of everything else it just makes it so makes amazing it bright and mm-hmm. beautiful it's pretty i want some in my front yard this is a pretty movie Ooh, yeah that'd be pretty it reminds me of fall and i can't wait for fall yay but Guess what? We're still in the thick of summer. No, it's <laughs> August, which means it's almost September 1st, which means it's almost Halloween, which means pumpkin spice everything. Pumpkin spice everything. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a pumpkin. Spice, I like pumpkin pie. Pumpkin, pumpkin pie every day. Everything. Pumpkin pie every day. This is the white girl person of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, I said that exact same thing to Luis earlier, and he looked at me and was like, no. We, we, can, just, <laughs> Shut we up. can just change that Mulan song instead of beef, pork chicken mm. it's gonna be like pumpkin lattes pie donuts mm. i don't know if there's oh pumpkin goodness. donuts but there probably <laughs> is <laughs> speaking, speaking of mulan uh, mulan. Fa mulan. mulan fa mulan that is our next movie I'm I'm so movie we oh about. a girl worth fighting for yeah talking about emma lee and that song are we? Oh. <laughs> okay. No? All, All right. right. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Moving <laughs> along. <laughs> yes, we're going to watch Mulan um, because she's amazing. I'm so excited. I can't stop smiling. <laughs> and it's on I the Netflix, this. and you can't not sing that whole album. Like, let's <laughs> be real. Right. It's going to be another, another um, 
I, I consider this one of our Disney classics, so there's going to be a lot of singing, just like there was in Mermaid and Aladdin episodes, guys. Oh, yeah. So Truth. get ready for yeah, it. And Hercules. And Hercules. Get your ears ready for <laughs> our beautiful voices. I'm pretty sure that entire episode was singing. I will say, though, <laughs> we ought to take it back to last week's episode for one second. I'm pretty sure Luis will never, ever, 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 ever let me watch Muppets Treasure Island again. Why? Because I sang the songs oh, for like no. two weeks straight. See, I don't know the songs very well. So I they didn't literally was like <laughs> sailing for adventure on the big blue wet thing for like two <laughs> weeks. Oh, God. And he was like. Shut up. Please stop. <laughs> That's what happened with Hercules, though. Please save yeah. me. But the only thing is that we were both doing it. So it was, it's it was different fine. when only one of you yeah, is yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't remember too many of the songs. From yeah. Muppet Treasure Island. Speaking of Muppet <laughs> Treasure Island, though, uh, on last week's episode, we got a comment on YouTube. I just want to clear the air. I think we got uh, roasted. This comment, <laughs> this comment comes from Mario 500 now. He said, one of the speakers in the recording was probably referencing a certain TV program named The Muppets for a certain company of broadcasters named the American Broadcasting <laughs> Company, ABC, and had probably mistook the National Broadcasting Company, NBC, as the company for which the program was produced. So, uh, thank we you know for nothing. that. Thank you for that very nerdy comment, uh, Mario 500 now. I got it. Not NBC, ABC. Whoopsie daisy. Once again, disclaimer, we, we know nothing. We don't know much. <laughs> Especially which we networks are owned nothing. by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on Selling for adventure on the deep blue sea. There you go, Emily. I sang it. I appreciate it. Selling for oh, adventure on the, on the big ABC. blue wet thing. I oh. said deep blue sea. No, I one of them, they, ta- on one, they say it many different ways, and you said it both right. Thank okay, you. I did it, guys. <laughs> we nailed it. You know what? Let's go get some, uh, some fall or something since we're watching Mulan next week. Yum! I won't even lie. We had Vietnamese food before this, and it was bomb. Yeah, mm. we we went to Vietnamese food. We went to Juju's Ooh, the other day. That's Thai. Thai, that's Thai. Uh, Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was delicious. Thai. Anyway, Mulan's Chinese. Let's go get some <laughs> chow mein. Uh, you guys, <laughs> uh, we want you to keep uh, <laughs> continue joining us uh, on on the internet, on social media. We are at the Walt Vault Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram is the place to go. That's where all the the action is happening. Uh, if you want to send us a message, you can slide into our DMs on any of those platforms, and we may read your message on slide the show. Slide into our DMs. Yeah. To, to defeat, oh, Andre's blues because nobody messages him. Or you can send an email to contact at thewaltvaultpod.com. Uh, you know I love emails, and I haven't gotten one in a while. The last person to send me an email uh, was an advertising company or something like that. Similarly, you can find us on Instagram, and we will be doing a giveaway. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do a giveaway soon. It's going to be a small giveaway, but it's going to be a smart giveaway. So you are going to have to answer a question that we pose on our Instagram story. And for those of you who get it correct, you will be put into a drawing to win a little something fun that we picked up at Disneyland last Mm -hmm. time. Half of us were there. (laughs) So bring your brains. (laughs) Bring your brains. Bring your brains. We got stuff for you um <laughs> if you want to help out uh keep the lights on here in the vault uh there's a couple ways you can do that you can subscribe to us on any podcast platform we're on everything we're on google play we're on stitcher we're on youtube we're on itunes itunes is a place you can go to to leave us a rating and review that really helps us get seen by other eyes or ears however you're <laughs> listening to this podcast uh so go subscribe there leave a rating or review 
Um, you can also help us out by shopping on Amazon. If you go to thewallfallpod.com slash Amazon, you can click the link, bookmark it, and then anytime you shop on Amazon, uh, you'll be contributing to us with a small percentage of your purchase at no additional cost to you. Isn't that fun? We're taking Amazon's money. Let's go. Uh, you can also help us out by signing up for our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the Walt Vault, and you'll get access to our after show, A Crack in the Vault, where we talk about some of the more adult aspects of some of these Disney movies and just other stuff. We just got more more content for you over there. So check that out. Uh, you can sign up for as little as a dollar or more. I also post my notes for all the movies. Uh, those are fun and silly and bad reviews. That's my favorite part. Oh yes, part. and we do some bad reviews. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple of those for for Coco. Oh, I'm sure they're hilarious. Yes. Yeah, so wait. so go to Patreon.com/slash/WallVault. Check us out there, you guys. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week for fun. The vault is now closed.